Welcome back to your favorite podcast, the one and only, the greatest podcast in Canada and in the world. The number one podcast in Canada, the Pals Podcast. <gasps> the crowd's going crazy. Save your applause. Don't worry, guys. Save it for the knockout. Yeah. We're still... Ooh, you like that, eh? True. Foreshadowing? Four, a that's a big foreshadow there. Guys, honestly... I think we probably are up there, biggest podcast Canada. Who knows? But if we just keep saying it, people will think <laughs> it. We wish it into, uh, wish it into existence. Speak it into Speak existence. Speak it into existence. But anyways, Manifest guys, it. we're up there. We're doing a good job. We're enjoying it. But it's all because of you guys. It's all because of our amazing listeners. And like, you, you guys like to hear us talk, which is crazy because we don't even like to hear each other talk. But I'm just kidding. We do. Um, anyways, guys, so far, thanks for the, thanks for the support so far. Thanks for, uh, following us on this journey. that has been over a year now, over a hundred and some odd episodes, 20 ish, 120-ish episodes. You guys are terrific. Um, if we can ask one thing kindly to go leave us a, a review, leave us a five-star review, a comment, a like, a share, follow us, subscribe, subscribe, all of those good things. We, we, we need the support. We would love the support and we love you. Uh, new listeners, thank you. Love you. Go do all those things as well. And uh, prepare to hear a good episode. My pal. My yeah. name is George, by the way. And we got my pal over here named Rick. I'm Rick, yeah. Uh, we had Shia in the studio, King Shia on Instagram. He's great. His story is so unbelievable. And the way he deals with adversity, and the, day, the way he's dealt with racism and all the other struggles he's faced in his life is just honestly amazing. Such a calm and cool collected dude that it was uh it was a pleasure to have him in the studio we talked about his uh his bring his upbringing in antigua his you know move to canada why he moved to canada how he started out and building this gym and everything he's done he's just a, a solid dude overall someone that you want to chat with you want to just cheer for and believe in so yeah honestly great dude yeah he is a great dude i'm gonna go box with him soon so get ready to see another knockout I'm just kidding, Shia. Please don't hurt me. You guys jacked. Um, anyways, guys, that's all. Let's thank our sponsors. Yeah, it was a blast. Uh, we want to give a shout out to a uh, a new sponsor and supporter of the Pals Podcast. Um, just a terrific, terrific, terrific company. Uh, my pal, what do you got in your hand over there? Damn, that sounds nice. Put a few of these back. Yesterday, I think. Oh, yeah. We were crushing a couple of them. We'd like to give a shout out. And this is our new, one of our new presenting sponsors, Kingsville Brewery. Uh, we've been drinking the Light A Lager, and it's refreshing, light, premium. And it's a perfect drink to have with your pals on the cottage, in the studio, wherever you are. It's all natural, clean ingredients, award-winning Canadian beer. They're available at your local LCBO, beer stores, grocery stores, and some of the best beer we've had. And big shout out to them because they even gave us this nice red fridge you'll see in our studio uh on youtube so check them out at www.kingsvillebrewery.com or on socials at kingsville brewery yeah love it that fridge is fantastic kingsville thank you so much guys it makes it very easy for me to grab a nice refreshing kingsville canadian beer uh literally right next to the couch so appreciate that and guys as someone who's not the biggest beer drinker i can tell you that uh these are honestly the, the beer is incredible we love partnering with people who we believe in their brand, believe in their product, and I can tell you Kingsville makes a quality beer. Uh, I really enjoy it. Like I said, I had a few of them yesterday for St. Patty's, so thanks, Kingsville. We appreciate the partnership, and uh, yeah, guys, go check them out at LCBO and pick up uh, a pack today. And yeah, only 130 calories per pint. You know, I could afford to lay off the calories too. So Heck thanks yeah. again, Kingsville. Appreciate that. Uh, guys, I want to give another shout out to our uh, our baby, our, our, our uh, project, our... 
our new platform, Cast. Uh, for those who are not aware, Cast is a new social media platform, and it's the first social voting platform of its kind. We are on a mission to remove the friction to participate in online conversations, and what that means is we want to create a place for people that people to be honest, authentic, curious, genuine, um, and just be themselves online. Uh, you know, we want to remove that fear of judgment and reprisal. And create a uh, curious community of people that can ask questions, give answers, have healthy discourse, and, and all of the important things in life that help stimulate conversation and, um, and communication. So right now we are in open beta. It's a super exciting time. We just launched the website. So you can now uh, download it from our website, from our social channels, wherever you need to get it. You can go to joincast.co or joincast.co on, on any social media platform and, uh, and download the app today. We're live on Android now and on iOS uh, and hopefully soon our, our our full web platform will be up. But yeah, get to get to our website, www.joincast.co to download today. We love you all. Thank you for the support so far. And one last sponsor, last but not least, our good friends over at RFP Design. If you haven't been watching on YouTube, we actually have a brand new, sleek, sexy looking new couch in the studio. It's become a staple of our studio now and it's gorgeous. And it's from our good friends over at RFP Design. Reliable, innovative, skilled. This is your custom furniture experience transformed. They turn visions into requests, requests into reality. Uh, we've known Andrew Moretti and his team for many years now. And we finally got a chance to work with them. And the whole process was seamless. From designing the couch to picking the fabric to the delivery and installation, everything it was just super easy and convenient. They made our, our job super Honestly, super easy. So if you're looking for any new furniture or looking for any custom projects, reach out to them at www.rfpdesign.com and let them know that the pal sent you. You won't get a discount, but just let them know we sent you anyways just for fun. Hey, throw them a discount, Andrew. There we Come go. Come on. <laughs> for the pals. But Georgie. LFG, baby. Let's go. Check, 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 check. Yeah, we're good. Check, check on George there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, welcome, Shia. Uh, yeah. Thank you for having me, man. It's I'm excited. Good. Yeah, I'm make excited. Sure, yeah, always keep your mouth Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, excited. Keep man. it like, uh, almost, like a, almost like a fist, just right in front of the yeah. mouth. You turn your right. head. Can it's move, your first, you can move it's it. your first podcast. So it's, it's okay. Right, yeah, first day. First day. First That's day, it. We're okay. Day. Well, it's glad to, we're glad to have you on. Ryan, uh, Ryan talked really good things about you. That's good. He's a good guy. He's yeah. a good guy. Very good guy. He's he talks crazy. good about everybody. Though. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if I feel special. <laughs> no, no, he, uh, he's a good guy. He came on. He came in so hot in this podcast. And I see him now down in Miami just living it up. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. He's doing his own podcast now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his is crushing it too. Shout out Ryan and Pillow Talk. Yeah, Shout out to Ryan. You know, a million views in their first day or something, which was yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not shy about anything, that guy. He no, just gets oh into, into everything. Sometimes you got to tell him, hey, calm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. What, what's he like training? What's, what's like training with him? Is he crazy um, in the gym? He's crazy in every environment. You put him in. <laughs> like um, we do, we've sparred a few times in boxing. Yeah. And like I like to do light sparring because light sparring is how you learn. You don't really learn if you're going hard. Yeah, yeah. The first tap, Ryan goes off. <laughs> he, is he a guy that is a, is a temper? Like you touch him and he gets that he thing just where he goes comes like, in? I, You know, it's not about temper. He's a very good person temperament-wise. But it's just that he has no, no calm button 
you know, yeah. or no no zero. It's, it's just, just 100. zero to one hundred. Yeah. It's just all in, you know. <laughs> so as soon as the bell rings and it's a top, you know, that's it. It's, it's a fight. It's not. It's not sparring it's, it's, anymore. It's not sparring. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you probably give him a good, couple good shots, and he's like, okay, okay, okay. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> uh, there's no one to talk about. <laughs> he's my friend. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny you say that. We were just saying before, so. When I mentioned that I I'd fought, I I fought in a charity boxing match. It wasn't like an Olympic nice. sanctioned boxing match. It was just one time I wanted to do it. Yeah. Um, it was this thing called Fight to End Cancer. Yeah. You know, you ever heard of Kingsway Boxing? It's yeah. in Etobicoke. So Virgil and Jen. So I fought I fought in 2008, 2019, yeah. uh, June. One fight. But it's funny, like um one of the best experiences ever. I'm I'm a boxing fan for like yeah, f- yeah. forever. Um but uh it's funny, like I'm probably very similar, like how you explain how like Ryan was kind of like you know when you you get hit, you kind of see red and you get yeah. all like hyped up. That's how I would have been. Like me and Ricky used to train, and we would like it's it's so hard to stay calm, right? Even when yeah. we're like best, we're, we are best friends. Yeah. And you get into it, you get all tense. You someone hits you, you want to hit them back. Yeah, yeah. But like you don't realize like the key to it is staying calm, right? Staying someone touches calm. you, you just got you can't just jump and attack. You got to be calculated a little bit. That's the the hardest thing to teach somebody, and that's one of the best attributes that you can have as a fighter is your ability to stay calm. Yeah. You know, so like for me, I'm calm as hell. You yeah, I'm the calmest person you've ever met. <laughs> like, even if you piss me off, I reply in a very calm way. Yeah, you, you seem know? pretty chill. It's just because I know I have a bad 100, so I don't go there ever, ever, okay. ever, ever. I stay zero the entire time. That's you can, it. we can be sparring, you can get me all hard shots and everything. I won't even react. You're just like level headed. I, I wait for an opportunity. Hey, so, you're more like calculated, you yeah. just kind of like, you know, play it yeah. a little bit. Yeah, so who's your favorite boxer? Let me hear Oof. this. My hear. favorite of okay. all time. All time? All time. It's hard. My favorite all time, naturally, I would say Mayweather. But honestly, Canelo Alvarez is getting up there pretty close. Yeah. Canelo, I just, something is so crazy. Like, I, so I've, I've been following. The first fight I ever saw was uh, Mayweather De La Hoya. I was like in like high school. And that's yeah. when I started to love the sport. Yeah. Um, and that's when like Mayweather started to turn that career page when he became like this like massive, massive deal. Yeah, but like right now, Canelo Alvarez. I mean, he lost to Mayweather, so he'll never be able to say he's the best. But like, you watch that guy fight. Every fight, he's better and better and better. It's it's insane. He just killed Billy Joe Saunders. The other yeah, day. and Billy Joe Saunders is no joke, eh? One of the best defensive fighters. Yeah, he's very good. What um, about you? Who's who's your favorite? All time. All time. Roy Jones Jr. Man, he's sick. Roy Jones is my number one favorite. Yeah. After him, I'll say like uh, I have a bunch of favorites. So like, you're a big boxing fan? Oh yeah, massive. Okay, there's not. This a is right up my alley. I told yeah. we we could talk all day about boxing. Oh here. man, there's not a there's not a fighter that I don't know. There's not a fight I didn't watch, like five, ten times. You know? Yeah. How I'm, if you don't mind me asking, how how old are you? I'm thirty. Oh, oh same right. age. So we yeah, came yeah, up. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say maybe you saw like guys because I I got into it like around high school, around like yeah, grade. Yeah, yeah. Grade 12-ish from me when I was yeah. about 18, maybe. That's when I really got into boxing. Yeah. Since then, I've watched like every fight. I actually got to go see, uh, I was lucky. So I got to see Deontay Wilder fight twice. Oh, shit. I was there twice in Vegas. I hate that guy so much. So, I, uh, <laughs> the worst boxer I've ever Terrible. Seen. But, but he hits like a... Like, oh, my God. If he touches you, you're sleeping. Dead. He told He told, um, he told um, Ortiz, Luis Ortiz, you had to be perfect for 12 rounds. I just got to be perfect for one second. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's he, and that's he did. What so that's the fight I saw. So I oh, you saw that fight? Not oh, the first one, God. the second one. Oh, so wait, what? They, they, they had a rematch. Ortiz and Wilder. Ortiz and Wilder fought the second time. Wasn't it once? No, they fought once. 
Uh, they fought once, but they had a rematch. Luis uh, Wilder and Ortiz number two was November 2019. Yeah. I was in Vegas for a work conference. And I'm like, literally as I landed, I was there on like a Wednesday to like Friday. Only a few days. And I see all these billboards and I see like Wilder Ortiz 2 like on Saturday. And I was like, I was a cab driver. I'm like, is that here? He's like, yeah, it's in Vegas, like on at the MGM Grand Garden. Yeah. So the first, like, I go straight to the check into the hotel. I ask them, hey, where can I buy? Is there tickets for this fight? They're like, yeah, you can look at this website. So I was like, yeah, for sure I'm staying. Changed my flight, stayed to the Saturday. Work finishes on the Friday. Yeah. Saturday, get ready for the fight. Never been to a boxing match. Like, I was my, my dream to see a fight in Vegas. Yeah. That fight, I, I so I'm not a big gambler, but obviously you're there, you're going to bet. Yeah. I bet on Deontay Wilder to lose because I like Luis Ortiz. He's a yeah, very, oh my gosh. very nice guy to root so for. Good. Like, He's a good. Luis Ortiz, the big guy. King Kong. Oh. King Kong is nickname. He when he wins, he bang. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He looks. He's a Cuban guy. Yeah. His daughter, like Very he fights. Skill. He fights for his daughter, who's like. Just uh, sure I'm, I'm thinking the right guy. Yeah. Fights for his daughter, who has some kind of like. Uh, actually, I think both. Both Deont- guys. Deont- actually. But anyways, that fight, I was like. What was the atmosphere like? So let me. Exp- yeah, this yeah. is this is the craziest thing. So I, I bet against Wilder because I was like, you know what? I feel like Luis Ortiz. Could could do it, and that whole fight, he was winning the he whole fight. He was winning the whole fight. This is the craziest part of this whole story. So I'm in the arena. I went from the first undercard. I stayed the whole time. I was by myself. Got yeah. a seat by myself. Stayed the whole time. Uh, right before that, so the the fight right before they came on, there's a, a husband, like a, a man and woman sitting next to me. They start talking, had a southern accent. They're like asking where I'm from, Toronto. They're from Alabama. I was like, oh, Deontay's from Alabama. Like, yeah, we know yeah. we're from the same area. I was like, oh, crazy. Then there's this row in front of me. Seven ladies come and sit down right before the Wilder fight. They turn around. They, they, I guess they heard the, like, the southern accent. They turn around and talk to these ladies, the lady and the men. And they said, where are you guys from? Alabama. They're like, no way. We are two. Same town. Start talking. I'm listening. And uh, they say something about, oh, you're watching your boy fight. And I was like, I thought you meant like your boy like from the town. It was Deontay Wilder's mom. Oh, shit. It was right in front of me. And obviously, like, I bet against Deontay Wilder, so I wanted him to lose. At one point, she sees me like kind of seeing the conversation. She's like, she looks at me, she's like, who are you cheering for? And I was like, I was like, I just hope it was a good fight. I don't want to say anything, <laughs> but I bet against him. Anyways, he flattened him and knocked him out. It was the craziest My thing God. I've ever seen. Well, you see, they, I, I give credit mostly to his, his team. Because if you remember in that fight, he was weak. He was very wobbled. Mm-hmm. And when he went back to the corner, like he was just like, if he stayed there for only one minute, he would have lost. But then they cut the gloves off. They cut the tape on the gloves. So he had more time to like sit down and recover. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. So he cut the, the, the coach or his, um, I don't know which one cut of them. Man, whatever. They cut the, um, the, the tape on the gloves. Are and then they showed it. That? No. Oh, okay. They snipped it quickly. And then the referee came and saw that the tape was loose. So they like, Shut oh, up. No, take more time. Wrap your, your gloves. So then they wrapped the gloves over. Give him more time. I to did recoup. not know that. Yeah, they cheated in a fight. There's a lot of OG moves that they, you know, some OG old school <laughs> and moves. And boxing, yeah. Like boxing is more of this. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I've never, there's never been a big fight, whether it be boxing or UFC, because I don't like UFC. Yeah, I'm not crazy you know, about it's, it. It's just like, it's like watching street fighting. There's no skill to, in, yeah. in my opinion, I, I have a very strong opinion against um, UFC. It's like yeah. boxing is way more technical, way smarter. UFC, you can you can beat a guy by choking him out. Every person you see on the street can choke somebody out. Like, and when he's on the ground, the, you can pound him in the you face. You can pound him. Like, that's so in, you know, inhumane, yeah. you know? But um, but in terms of boxing, I'm all boxing. But the, a lot of people don't know is mostly head games. Because when Conor McGregor lost against Nate Diaz, I told him, look, Conor is going to lose. Because, and I know that before the belly rings, Floyd Mayweather wins his fights 50% out of the ring. 
Oh, for sure. He says everything to get under your skin. He 100%. stole that blueprint from Muhammad Ali. Same thing. Before the bell rings, they say everything, do everything to piss you off yeah, and yeah, make yeah. you so emotional that when you get in the ring, you can't control yourself. You and know? you, you fought, you, you, fought, you, you like back to the point you said earlier about staying calm. You lose your game. You plan. You lose your game plan. Like again, even if you like, you watch any fight, like Mayweather. He, like as much as people hate him, people wanted to see him lose. Yeah. He like he won the fight before he got in the ring every yeah. time. Yep. And he always says, like, his strategy, he was the most, he's the best defensive fighter of all, one of the best, if not the best of all time. And his thing was, he says, I'll take you 12 rounds, I'll drag you to the deep end, I'll drown yeah. you. And that's all he did. He yeah. barely knocked anybody out. Like, his yeah. last knockout was like Ricky Hatton or Some, something. Somebody said it best. They said, Floyd Mayweather's fights are the most entertaining before the bell rings. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, like everything before the bell, most entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was that one guy that he that had a chance of beating Floyd, and then Floyd gave him that not the cheap shot, but like has the guy tap Victor Ortiz. Victor Ortiz. Ortiz. Yeah, yeah. Also, got, that was the fight that he was losing. Yeah, yeah. So actually, that was one of the few boxing matches I've ever watched yeah. in my entire life. Yeah, Floyd. I don't like that that cheap shot. It's though. a bit cheap. I See, mean, the, Ortiz should have had his hands yeah. up, but but like not really, man. No, because you're turning your you move back and right away he taps him with the check hook, yeah. like and he you, put his hand over his hand. So and, stupid. But I mean, it's boxing. Because he was you know? going to lose that fight. Of course. Like, Victor Ortiz was going. That's the only way you beat Floyd. A defensive boxer, the weakness is just keep going, go, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't stop. Maidana did it, you know? Maidana almost. So I think Maidana's one of the ones that they fought twice or twice. Yeah. Maidana's the only one that I think were one of the few that hurt him, like in a fight. Yeah, it hurt him. Because I think Sugar Shane Sugar Mosley Shane hurt, hurt him, him once. Maidana, I remember, I, so I have the zone. I watch fights every now and then. I'll put it back on while I'm like working or something. Yeah. And I watched the Maidana one again recently. Man, I hate Maidana, but he's like. Is it he's Maidana? Not, Maidana. No, uh, um, Marcos Maidana. Marcos Maidana. Okay. Al Chino Maidana. Yeah. He's nuts. He's Argentinian guy. He's absolutely yeah, he's a insane. Gang member too. Just, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he's, he's crazy. Yeah, he's crazy. He would like, so they would clinch, like when you're like tired or whatever, you clinch. Maidana, like he was in the clinch, he had his chin here. He literally jumped and like headbutted him like you dirtiest fighter but, but he yeah, almost nah, he almost mate, the most dirty fight is floyd mayweather floyd and um what's that guy's name oh my gosh they call him the alien the alien the alien is his nickname um my phone. what is his name i can't look it up they those two guys are the most dirtiest like yo floyd mayweather would will hold you and like put his hand over your mouth to make you like tired to get you can't breathe. really yeah he does when he would like, have you like in a clinch yeah yeah now you would push his forearm bernard in hopkins face. bernard hopkins oh bernard hopkins is crazy oh my god you talk about dirty fighters that really guy, they do the same small small little tactics it's the one yeah it's it's like it's a lot of a lot of like mental games but it's also how you can get the cheapest shots and like yeah, all that stuff yeah, yeah. that's so interesting man I'm, dude i'm glad like i've yeah, honestly not met computer and the alien was his nickname bernard yeah. Hopkins was still is he the one or is it Roy, who's who fought Tyson recently Roy Jones Roy Jones but he was he's out of shape yeah, how are we not talking about Tyson Mike Tyson to me is not he's not even I don't think he's one of the best he had a lot no, of hype no. he didn't he hasn't fought anybody big well the few people he fought big they beat him um you know Ivan De Holyfield wasn't even a heavyweight and he beat him with this because again Mike Tyson is emotional you know Mike T Ivan De Holyfield hit him with a one two then held him yeah every time hit him with a one two held him Cause that makes you mad. You're like, yo, let me go, let me yeah, hit you yeah, back. Yeah. But you know, and uh, what's this guy? He's uh, from Canada. Oh, he's from Jamaica. Uh, Lennox Lewis. Yeah, yeah, him. Um, I met him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, his he's hands a, are like two. Can't of remember you. where, but I met him. He's a big dude. Yeah, his hands are like two of mine, and I have big hands. Do you know his hands are two? Of, you have. I have big hands, man. And he has his hands are like 
two of mine. Shut up. Imagine you ever, uh, you, that guy hits you, you're fucking you ever, like, just sleeping. Google, when you Google uh, highlights, like Mike Tyson knockout highlights, Yeah, that's crazy. Though. He has the most aggressive like, knockouts. It's just you watch him like, how's that guy alive? Yeah. Like, oh, no. crushed he, his face. Yeah, he's aggressive. He, and that's the thing, right? Like, I was, I'm, I think I'm like too young. I don't remember a lot of Tyson. Like, I went back and watched the fights. Yeah. The big thing with Tyson is because he was such a like a crazy knockout puncher. The story behind him, he had Don King, he had the hype. But like he got knocked out a couple times. Yeah, and he hasn't fought. He hasn't beat anybody. And he was yeah. He, he didn't beat anyone significant. He was just on the come up, but he had the drama. He had that like story of yeah. And he was like tigers. He's built like a, he's built like he's like a nineteen ox. years old, like the size of youngest, like, yeah. bigger than you. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. bigger. Probably yeah, similar yeah. height to you, probably. No, I'm he, taller than him by a little bit. Yeah, six feet, like 230 pounds or something. Yeah, he's just massive. Like a, he's built it, was like a, a, it was a fridge. Yeah, but again, his 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 mindset and his mentality is what made him get that stardom that he had. You know, like yeah. all his like his interviews, they were always so I'll much. Eat you. Yeah, you know, he's, he's, I eat your children or whatever. Yeah, something. Eat yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll eat your children. And then with the, with the kind of the lisp too, it's like, yeah, he I'm said, so uh, scared of you, but I kind of want to laugh. Like, what did he tell um Lennox Lewis or somebody? He said, um, um, do you think boxing is a game? Like, I want you to look at. I want your kids to look at you like the way they look at me when I get them after a fight. They're scared of me because I'm ugly. I'm gonna. That's what I want to do to your face, dude. He's crazy. but the is now he's such a different person. Oh man, he's amazing. He's, he's changed like, so much. He's found marijuana. He's found life. He's just chilling. Like weed is legal. He's just. He does well. He's made a lot of money again. Well, now, man, like, he he went to Antigua where I'm from and he opened a dispensary there. Well, um, I don't know, weed farm or something. No shit. Yeah, yeah. He, well, here's his own. Here's his own line now. I think yeah, of weed. Yeah. Like I think he actually grows it. The like farm or something is called. Yeah. I don't know. Because he started the hot boxing podcast, and yeah. I think he got into it that way. Yeah. No shit, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, but his his interviews again, just like no filter. Crazy. You know, he he went on there and he was talking to the prime minister of Antigua on the radio, and he's like, <laughs> "Can can I cuss on this? Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't even really no, cuss. Yeah, yeah, you're I'm good. I'm just saying what he said. He's like such a nice guy. <laughs> he's like, oh man, I, I I've been through a lot of shit that a lot of the people here go through in this country you know third world country people here fucking for money I was fucking for money sucking dick for money and everybody's like <laughs> on, the, on the radio on the radio the prime minister's like <laughs> he's like man you asked you, you asked for Mike Tyson I'm not a pretty fucking guy man this is what you asked for Bro, do you remember the <laughs> interview he did in Toronto oh man he with, told the guy on, uh, on Global or CP24 so he's talking with the guy and the guy asked him a question. He's like, hey, like, do you think you're going to like make it back after everything that happened? After your rape charges. Yeah, or something. after your rape charges. And he's like, why would you say that? I'm asking you a question. He's like, yeah. he's like, no, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, you act like, like a nice come guy, on, but cut, you're a piece of cut. shit. He's like, no, fuck you, man. <laughs> on live TV. Remember what he said to Brad Pitt, too? He's like, um, Brad Pitt came out of the car. He's like... I just saw this pretty little man come out this car. I didn't know if I wanted to fuck him or what. Yeah, <laughs> this pretty guy is so pretty. Yeah, the stuff he says is honestly insane. Yeah. He uh he was on the the uh, oh shit you wearing a Tyson shirt right yeah, now too. Uh, I ordered right before his fight with Roy Jones. Yeah. Uh, on sale like twenty bucks something from his website. He uh he was crazy. Have you um? Is there any uh any fighters from Antigua? Like any? We do have some fight. We have a fighter who he fought against um Roger Mayweather. That's uh, his, uh, Mayweather's uncle. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was. I think that's the biggest fighter that we had. Everybody yeah. else was just like, um, you know, very few fighters. We don't. Antigua is a really small country, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like um, a third world country, of course. And um, I used to. Oh, run, I don't mean to sound insensitive. Where is Antigua? Um, yeah, it, I know it's in the Caribbean. Yeah, it's where. In, it's in the, in the middle itself of the Caribbean. It's, okay. They 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 brand we brand ourselves as we're in the heart of the Caribbean. Okay. So it's Antigua and Barbuda. 
It's both country, both okay, islands so is one country. Are, okay, there we go. There's Barbados, which a lot of people confuse the sister island for. Okay. And that's like pretty close as okay, well. Okay, fair. You know, so is it would it be like Saint Martin close by? Or? Saint Martin, you can actually go there by boat. It's really close. So that's why I think I know, and that's why I kind of can picture because I was in, we we were actually with some of our friends on the Saint Martin. When did we there go? We go. Oh, 2013. Wow. And you can go by like you can just take a boat. Yeah, over, you can actually see Antigua from yeah, Saint yeah. Martin. It's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. There's not, yeah, I don't know. Is there many? I don't know if there's many fighters that come from the, like, the Caribbean countries. itself. No, I don't think so. Not much, man. It's like it's so small. The, American, it's really small. like Mexican, like a lot What's of the population, if you don't mind me asking. It's, um, oh, well, I can't remember right now. Shit, it's 108 square miles, 80,000. 80,000. 80,000. It's pretty small. It's probably like a uh, city place. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. People, give or take. I know everybody in Antigua. Literally everybody? Everybody. I'm almost related to everybody too. Come on. Oh, that's this guy in Greece. He's related to every, every I'm not related Greek, to everybody every in Greece. Every person you meet in Toronto <laughs> no. is his cousin. Yeah, it's his cousin. They're all yeah. Georgia. Yeah, you actually look like Matty a little bit. Matty Tumiris? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not related to him, but we know Matty. Actually, yeah. so we know Matty like uh, we, way back. We used to work in the, when we were in university. We were, yeah. Ricky had a, a promotion company. I used to DJ. We yeah. used to be... Uh, we still like work a bunch of Maddie clubs. Yeah, he's a nice guy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very nice They're guy. Cousins, I told you. No, we're not cousins. <laughs> Just fellow Greeks. Yeah. Yeah. They're all from the same city, <laughs> in Greece. Sparta. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know. I don't believe like when I being Greek, like when I bump into somebody and I hear like if they sound something, like I can tell with a Greek accent. Yeah. I can bump into somebody in like New York or Toronto, anywhere. And I'll know they're Greek. Yeah, yeah. And somehow or another, I'm like, you know, this guy, this guy, and like everyone knows each Ooh, other. Related. Greece is a pretty big country. It's like 11 million people. Yeah. yeah. But well, somehow, when did you uh, when did you come here? Five years ago. Five years ago, and why did you decide to come to Canada? Can I be honest? Um, I'll be so. as honest as you yeah. want. <laughs> oh, I'm a pretty honest guy. If you if you let me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what if we don't let you? What's the, the what's, what's the, if we say no, you can't be honest. What's the answer? I, just I don't know. For I'm a, I'm a, that, that depends to you. You <laughs> nah, know, what I mean? I'll be as open as you want me to. <laughs> nah, yeah. man, be no, an open no, book. It's it it awesome. So I moved here because, so I'm like I said, from Antigua, small country. I needed to you know, get up and change my life. Um, there's not a lot of opportunities there. Um, obviously, being 108 square miles, what, what, you know, that's same thing we're talking about in terms of talent. There's a lot of talent there. Because um, even myself, I went through many different lanes of, um, of, you know, like skills and talents and so forth. But then you get to so, uh, so high, you can only get so high. Yeah. Yeah, you can only get so high, you know, and that for me, that frustrates me a lot. You're good, you're good. You know, it's, yeah, it really frustrates me. I, I can't just be in a bubble. So I sat down one day and I, I was like, okay, what are my opportunities? What am I, what can I do? I went to, I looked at England. I've been in too many racist situations with people from England. Very racist country. I said, no I didn't way. know that. Actually. Oh my God. You want to see racism? I did not know that until, until last year. What? Listen, I used I to work at a. Racist, yeah. I used to work at a Five Diamond resort, right? Five Diamond is above five yeah. star. Okay, met a lot of celebrities, a lot. I can't even tell you how many I've helped there. Um, I'm close friends with Pierce Morgan. Met him from there. Oh shit! You know, like you know, you build a relationship with these people. For sure. Um, and um, I met Paul McCartney, a bunch of celebrities. Anyways, wow. The most, the worst experiences I've ever had was working there i've had people like go to people to be like hey let me grab your towel from you you know and just to, you know be nice because i'm an extra nice person they'd be like oh hold up and then wipe their ass and try to throw it at me 
Shut up. I'm telling you, I've been in so many racist situations and you'd think that you'd think I'd be like a, a pro black person and I'm not I hate I don't like, you know, pro black situations, <laughs> you know. I don't I stay away from that yeah, type yeah, of, of course, huh? mindset, you know. But no, I'm just thinking I'm like they wipe their bomb, throw the towel at you and you're just chilling. I'm cool. Zero. I just move away. I'm cool. You know, That's I've, it, I've calm. had people like like take um diapers with shit in it and try to throw it at me. You know, on the resort. On the resort. That's fucked up. Um, I I ran in the rain with an umbrella to grab to help a woman. Like, oh, let me so you don't get wet. She closes and throw it on the floor when I get her to where she is. She's going. Come on. Yeah, but again, though, you know, racism is only few people are like that because I've had same situation where um there was this guy, one of my friends. I think it was so long ago. I think his name is Jeff, and um. He was hanging around with a bunch of rich millionaires, his friends, you know, talking and so forth on the dock. Anyways, we're going to help the guys and bringing their luggage in. And um, like he, he comes over, he's like, oh, how you doing? How you doing? Like, you know, talking to us and whatever. And then he's like, man, and he helps us. Mind you, he's talking to his friends and he's helping us take the luggage from his friends on, right? And when he's done laughing with us, he goes back to the conversation with his friends. They kind of turn their back on him. Oh, my God. He cussed them out. Come on. They're like, you, you, you can't be friendly to these guys. These guys are peasants. Why are you talking to them and being nice with them? They, they almost try to close him out, you know, and he gave them hell. So, like, England was out the picture from that. Um, America, come on. I, as much as I'm a nice guy, I bow down to no man. You know, it goes both ways where um, I give respect to every person, every person I meet, no matter how rich you are, how poor you are. I give respect to every person. I give love and respect. So I expect that back in return. Right. Now, with that being said, that's one side of it. On the other side of it, if you're rude to me, right, or you ask me to be anything less than a human being, it's not going to go the same way because I treat everybody as we breathe the same air. We bleed the same color. Um if I go in a situation where a police is going to tell me, put your hands up or I'll shoot you, you're going to have to kill me. I'm going to tell you to just kill me because I'm never going to bow down to another man just as much as I would never expect another man to bow down to me. You know, both sides of the coin work the same way for me. So um, I said, no way am I going to America because I know I will die. I will die in America. Especially if you're seeing what's going exactly. on these days too, for sure. You know, like I would never bow down. So I chose to Canada. Man, tell me why I come Canadians. to Canada. But wait, I'm going to tell you this. I came to Canada. Didn't have a and, winter coat. <laughs> man, and um, I'm at the airport and the guy they pulls me out the line. He's like, you come here. You know, I was by myself as I moved here by myself. You come here. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I get special treatment. treatment. I'm like, what? Canadians are nice. Man, man's like, who are you? We have we have issues with your type. That's what the guy tells me. And I'm like, what do you mean issues with my, my type? type? What do you, What is that supposed to mean? Anyways, of course, again, I have, I'm an open book. He looks into my profile and he actually sees that I have a criminal record from when I was younger. So he's like... If I didn't have a criminal record, then I could be like, you fucking racist piece of shit. And he can feel like shit. But because I had a criminal record, yeah. he can be like, it's, it's justified. And in, in, in you know? his mind. Or in her, his her mind. mind. Yeah. Yeah. Man, they stripped me naked, put me in shackles in the airport here. They, they um, searched all my stuff, destroyed all my things that I brought, trying to look for things. They couldn't find anything on me. 
And man, is one of the first times in my life I actually like sat down in tears, so angry, and I wanted to do everything bad, and I couldn't. And one of the guys, the officers, who I thought he would have been the most racist one because he was mean looking, you know what I'm saying? He came over to me, he's like, yo, I don't know what strength you have inside of you that's keeping you so calm, but whatever you're doing, keep doing it. I'm there sitting on just in tears, just like this, just tears, naked on the, on the, right there. And then after the three hours of trying to find something, they couldn't find anything. They said they were wanting to do a cavity search. I said, send me back home. <laughs> send, me, send me back home. I'm Come not really coming for this shit. And then they allowed me here. And That's your first day in Canada. First day in Canada. First, no, my first day. First, first yeah, first couple hours. hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First time in Canada. What the fuck? But I had an amazing time. Okay, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I my, the best time of my life. That's it. So I, I could, well, it could only go up from there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it's can't go much worse. <laughs> but yeah. it's so. I don't know, man. It's it's everywhere, man. Man, The tough part is for me, it's like just because you did something wrong when you were a kid, that doesn't mean that people can pull you over and and that it's justified. Listen, that's the thing. Like, there's times where, you know, in a lot of situations in the States, we're like, oh, we know he had a a warrant out for his arrest. Okay, fair enough. Maybe he had a warrant out for his arrest. He deserves to be arrested, not shot and killed, right? Like, like, you know, rapists, pedophiles, serial killers, yo, fucking, yeah, do whatever. Unload on them. I got no problem with that. That's what but we like, said back home. Hang someone's tree. got a fucking outdated parking ticket, and there's a warrant out for the arrest because they couldn't pay it because they don't have a job. Like it's they real, don't man. To die, right? I, I remember I was working at um at TD Bank. You know, I worked at TD Bank for a while, and um the there was a time where I'm helping people in the line, and a lady comes up to the front, and she's like, "No, I don't want him to help me. You go next." That's what they're doing. Like, oh no, not not me next. Somebody else go. You know what that makes you feel as a human being? Honestly, one lady, I can't even, I one lady like, like looked at me so bad, like she wanted to spit at me. And the manager had to sit, come and say, yo, get out of here. I've had times where um, I had a senior role there at one point, and um, she was, a woman was being so rude to this teller. And they were like, call your manager. So the girl comes and calls me. And as soon as I'm walking out, she's like, oh, my God, they actually hire niggers? This is what the lady said to me. I'm like, what the we close her accounts. Everything. That's she fun. said that. Like, yeah, yeah. Man, honestly, oh, let's rewind a bit though. So, how did we go from the the naked strip search to senior manager at I'm TD just, Bank? I think we skipped a big gap there oh, in my life. Oh man. Well, how did we get shit. there, bro? If you know my, I've been, I've done so many things in my life. You'd think I was sixty years old. I love that. You know, like I have, I've done. I was a professional track and field athlete. For years, traveled the world, running track and field, represent my country. Um, very what, what good. Was your, what was your event? Um, 800, 1,500, 5,000. And depending on where we are, I would definitely go for like a road race. It's like 5Ks. Um, I did a half marathon, um, an international one. I came second. Come that, on. That you don't really have heart. the long distance body type because then that's the thing so yeah I got you, to, you look like a sprinter you know what I was like, like Metcalf over here yeah. <laughs> no, man, I was really skinny at that yeah, point, yeah for sure know, me too I was tiny <laughs> as hell but then I got in an accident I was traveling to Miami um just about to represent my country boom I did it you know we did amazing coming back home we're going up this is the weirdest accident you've heard in your life I'm telling you first right disclosure going up the escalator um, we all proud, happy, you know, the whole track team. Um, this little girl, she wanted to carry her bags, lift it up, 
you know, the the escalator. And we're like, no, just relax. These escalators, we don't have them back home. So, you know, we're like, oh, shit, what is this? You know? <laughs> she drops her bags on top of a lady, you know, which, you know, I love that woman to death. She helped raise me when I was a kid. And the lady drops on top of me. So I'm holding on the railing, like, you know, all this weight's on top of me. And my mom is like, oh, Lord, my child. Pulls my hands trying to save me. But that's the only thing I'm holding on to. Bro, we fell to the bottom of the escalator. My skin gets caught Ooh. at the bottom. Remember back then, they were like, tie your shoelace before you go on the escalator because your shoes can get caught. My skin got caught in my knee. It ripped all the skin off my knee, right? So we're screaming, screaming, screaming at the airport. Hey, come on, turn it off. The guy accidentally put it on reverse. So it started ripping back the other way. Jeez. Long and short, I couldn't run it professionally anymore for like, a year i couldn't walk for two three months started back running again and you go from being the best in the country winning every single race going regional every caribbean island america you're winning to now you're barely making fifth and sixth place in antigua where i'm living you know what i'm saying yeah 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 that broke me so much i gave up that's when i started boxing and everything else after that that's some crazy stories, man. man. I've been through I've been through hell in my life, man. I've been through a lot. Dude, honestly, I yeah. would not have guessed. I mean, you walked in, you're so friendly. I mean, like, yeah. for, sorry, everyone listening, the first time we've all, all yeah. met, but man, like, like you seem like a very calm, chill guy. Like that's it's because I've I've experienced enough to to you know, I just experienced so many things in life. Even to go back like to the beginning, I mean, I you know, we talked about like, you know, we don't want to di- dive too much into like sensitive subjects or whatever but like it's hard there's no sensitive stuff but, but you know what I mean like it's it, it, to me the thing even going back before because we kind of jumped and when I want to hear more about obviously your track career as a, as a I'm a runner I'm a slow runner but I'm a runner yeah. Um, it's really interesting that perception right like as someone who's traveled too it's I, I don't have nothing like there's good people bad people everywhere but so interesting that like that's what deterred you from like the UK and then obviously what's going on in the US like and obviously makes sense and like but even coming to Canada and hearing that you had instances like that, like so many in the world we live in today. I mean, you made a you made a point earlier that you said it really well. Like we all bleed the same color. Yeah, we do. It's so fascinating how like we literally like if you really think about it, like regardless of what country you're from, what city, what anything you're from, like we all identify. Like you know, I'm Canadian, you know, yeah. from Antigua, like or Greek, whatever it is, American, and everyone's so patriotic from the country they're from. But if you really, really, really think about it, like. This is probably a little too grand scale, but if you really go back, we're all from the same place. We're all yeah, from, yeah. We're from Earth, like yeah, from yeah. one planet, right? Yeah, you're not wrong. There, so because one day back in the whatever year it was, the the couple hundred years ago or a thousand years ago, they drew lines on the, on the on the globe and said, this place is now Canada. This place is the UK. So now, okay, so I'm part of the UK. You're part of Canada. I don't like you as much. Yeah. It's all fiction. It's all fucking made up lines. Yeah. And people get very passionate about where they're from. They look at you differently from a different place, different color of your skin, all these things. You see what's happening. differently too, right? Differently but, too. but if you really think about it too, a lot of these countries, if you're not from, if you're not, not to get techno, but if you're not from, never mind even Europe, like the settlers from Europe came over here, but you go further back, everything kind of originated in like Africa and that region. But like, yeah. let's even say Europe, right? America and Canada were populated by people that came from Europe has immigrated over. to here so we're all everyone who's an american is an is an immigrant it's in, yeah. unless you were a native native yeah. you're an immigrant but now immigrants today it's like oh we every country it's very like you know look at immigrants differently but like one way or another you are the son or daughter or granddaughter of somebody who moved here for a better life Fox. and now people want to come out for a better life and it's like 
like no it's it's our land now it's yeah, not your right. land you guys came here took it from somebody else too yeah and that applies for the most part where we're from it's just so fascinating like just talking to like ricky about this not to get too general but we we're talking earlier like if you really think about like the world we live in like in general from the whole we like we live in the best time technology like healthcare we have no there's no wars where we live yeah and somehow people still want to be mean be like cynical and act like the world's ending and be, be shit miserable. to other people and tell, miserable. Tell him to go to Antigua and live in, the, you know, where I grew up. They will never make it out. It's crazy. You know, it takes a lot. I was told I talking to yesterday. I think it was uh, Ronnie or somebody. We had Ronnie on the podcast, too. Yeah. Good I, guy. You know, I he, told him. He's uh, on the wall right here somewhere. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, can't, can't wait for the yeah, call. Yeah, right back. there. Ronnie Ray. Oh, yeah. 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 It's like, uh, it takes a very strong, strong, strong mind to change. You know, it's like, if you really think about it, and that goes over a lot of people's head, it's like, you be if you get into a rhythm of being this one particular way all the time, you know how hard it is to break that and be somebody new. You know, for me again, like I used to be the most wild, crazy person, you know, and then I'm like, you know, why? What am I getting out of this? You know? Like you say you're well travel. I think you know, people who are traveled and meet a lot of people are the smartest people, you know, in terms of wisdom. Because you know there's book smart, there's wisdom, there's street smarts, there's you know, a bunch sure, of different, yeah. um, you know, um, you know, aspects to it. So um, that's why another thing that brought me to move out of Antigua. Because, again, I brought this analogy as well. Do you do you like animals? Do you like fish? You like fish, yeah. right? Like okay. eating or like like pets? Just, about. Uh, fish in general, Anyone, I like fish. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I do a lot of diving, right? I do spear fishing. That's oh, my I'm hobby. Jealous. I'm jealous. Ter- I'm not good. Oh, man. Spear fishing is my biggest hobby ever. Right? And I started collecting fish at one point in my life, which is weird. <laughs> now imagine this. You, put, you take a fish and you put it in an aquarium or a shark because I was collecting sharks at one point too. Jesus. You take a shark, you put it in an aquarium that's this big. That shark only grows this much. Yep. Right? You take that shark out, that, that aquarium, and put it in the ocean and you see how big it actually gets. Right? So the same thing with our minds. Right? I'm Shit. living in Antigua. 108 square miles. How big can my brain really go? How much can you really Dude, That's a really you know? good analogy. I've never thought here, about that. And I'm exposed to all these different things in life. And I'm like, wow, my brain expands more. You know, my knowledge, my, my wisdom, it expands more. Yeah. I, I never thought about that yeah. analogy, like in that sense. The shark, yeah. the shark one? And just in general, of like, like, it makes sense. I mean, it's I've so thought about good. like being well-traveled to your point, but I never thought about an analogy of like putting something in a confined space. Like yeah. really interesting it, to look it, at it that It goes way. to the idea of would you rather be a big fish in a small pond or a small fish in a big pond? Yeah. And True. I've always said I'd rather be a small fish in a big pond because then there's always opportunity to grow. Of course. And if you're not grow, the day I, I say the day I stop growing, the day I stop learning, that's the day I want to die. That's the day you die, man. Because there's nothing worse than staying in the same spot and just not moving forward. Of course. I'd rather move backwards than stay still because at least I'll I'll make I'll know I'm making a mistake. Yeah. At least I know I'm doing something because and again I've said this because a lot of the COVID talk is. Um, Albert Einstein said the quote is uh, insanity is doing doing the same thing over and expecting different results something along now those you're lines you're right finally yeah. got one right you yeah. got it and <laughs> like make, we, he brings up quotes sometimes and he messes them up somehow he everyone. nailed that one yeah. actually good job and Paul. the idea with it it's like <laughs> with COVID we keep doing the same fucking shit over and over again yeah. it's not working change yeah. pivot do something else I'd rather us do something different make a mistake say hey I fucked up but we tried something new let's go on to plan C D E Ah, fuck, get to Z. I don't care. Just do something different. Don't just keep it. Hey, we're going to do A again. Well, A didn't work, aka the lockdowns. A didn't yeah. work. It's not working. 
Let's go. Let's go to B. What is B? Shut down the borders. Okay, fuck. Try it. I'm good with. Hey, let's go to C. Let's you know lock up all the sixty plus year olds. Put them in a. They can't leave their house. They're on lockdown. Open up everybody. Try something. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're never gonna make everybody happy, but at least do something different. If it's not working, then you know revamp it. Get back to the drawing board. Yeah. That's why we got a big whiteboard in this office. Yeah. We just whiteboard. Honestly, shit. It is Sometimes it we whiteboard stuff that does not work, and we have to erase the whole thing. But at least we're trying. We're trying yeah. to do something different. Trying yeah. to, you know. Think outside the box. So I'm a, I'm actually on the fence about because one of my biggest, um, one of my best and worst things about me is my ability to take myself out of my own shoes and see different perspectives, good and bad. You know, one of my best things about me are my worst things. So just what you're talking about. I'm I own a gym in Toronto. The most there's what's no, it called? Give it a shout out. Elevate. Elevate Where is Health it? Fitness. Um, one three four six Saint Clair Avenue West. Um, on. St. Clair and Lansdowne. Okay. Right? And um, there's no business lockdown more than gyms. None. You know, like the long, the length of the period that we've been closed for is no other business. But, so obviously I should feel just heavy hearted about this whole lockdown situation. But again, my flaw of where it becomes a flaw where I can see different perspectives is what do you do this is the first time in our lives that we're witnessing something like this a pandemic there are going to be millions of people who are against whatever decision you make whether it's you know closed down or open yeah, the borders, and then you whatever. know so it's like i have to i sim i somewhat sympathize with them as world leaders you know because there's no right decision for everybody to be ple to be happy and the next thing too I have to be fair and realistic. I'm one of those people who I'm going to disrespect, not disrespect, but like lash right now. Whereas the the opinions or the, the strategies that they try to come up with, like close down and do this, it not, it's not working 100%. I agree with that. But do I give it a chance to see if it works? Because I'm still on the streets every single day. <laughs> you know, everybody's still trying to, you know, be on the streets. So we don't know if the opinions that they give or the strategies that they're trying to think if this makes sense or not. We don't we never really give it a hundred percent effort to try to see if it works. That's my opinion. Yeah, I, yeah, I think we did at the know. beginning though. You know, like I remember you go last April, May, June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, everybody yeah. was actually staying in the house. Like the streets weren't like they were no, like not, no, like yeah. you look at the park on a day. I don't like know. Today. Last summer was pretty crazy. That was last summer. It was still that, pretty that was crazy. June, July was, but like April March, April, May, it was pretty quiet. You yeah, know, but those open. numbers were like what, 300s, 400. Yeah. We, we got scared when we saw 500. Yeah. Right now, like we're like, 4,000. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> we're not, you know, so it's like uh, you have to sympathize with them a little bit, but still, obviously, we have to be our own selves yeah. and be human. Like, I'm frustrated. It's, just just touch on that. So the crazy thing to me is like, it, the crazy thing is that like they're stopping things, like they're shutting things down that are letting people go and be healthy, right? Like, like, like a, to me, a, a gym blows my mind. But not even like a gym. Like you want to talk something crazy? Like, like has anyone ever walked into like a, a barber shops now? Let's say in Toronto, as an example. Like we're not talking like the old like you know Italian guys barber shop. They just dust off the stuff. Like you yeah. go to barber shops, they're pretty nice. Like I have a buddy. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Brian. He's got a nice shop on Dundas. But like most barber shops, not such a competitive industry. They're pretty clean, well kept. They yeah. use disinfectants a lot. Like, are you? Are the cases coming from barbershops? Are they coming from gyms? No. Are they coming from like like? I'll. The crazy thing is, is like we're discouraging things to keep people healthy. Yeah. Like, what? Why? Many ways. Tell though. me, like, if is there? I, I'm really curious. Maybe there is. Like, maybe there isn't. Like, 
how many people who are like of a certain uh, body mass, a certain height and weight, who eat well, how many of them are, are getting sick? I'm just, I'm actually genuinely curious. And if somebody's listening has a statistic, I please let me know. I actually you did? I did have it. I had. I'll I take got back it, everything I, got I said. It, I got it shit. really bad too. Oh fuck! Well, I was one alert. of those few that got it really bad. Come on! And not a lot of people had it really bad. Really? Oh man, that shit. Yo, that shit effed me up, bro. Really? And I'm a health. Uh, in terms of like work. Wow! Well, now see, I, I can do it when I'm wrong. I guess oh, drink. My, so. Oh my god! I don't drink or smoke nothing. Come I, on! That hit me so hard, fam. I slept for three days. I didn't wake up one time. Shut but up! But you know, it's so messed up about COVID. And um, it's like, there's a lot of things about COVID that we don't know, you know? Like, again, I'm an open book. That shit gave me erectile dysfunction, dog. Come on. My dick didn't work for three weeks, bro. <laughs> three I don't mean to this, laugh again. No, that was not funny, but like, it's, you, I this is really I, an open book. I and love I it. I found out that shit. I found out. Like, at first, I thought it was a problem with me. I'm like, what the hell? Like, what, you're fit, my, you're young, you know yeah. I'm saying? Like, why isn't, you know, my soul? What's soldier, going on? Yo, you know what Johnny, I'm what's up, buddy? What's <laughs> going know, on? I went, I went to the pharmacy. I went to the doctor. I, I, I started, like, um, I asked, I went to GNC to get some um, test boosters and stuff. Like, I tried everything. I'm like, what the hell? Why? What's wrong with me? You know, and then oh, I, what? one of my friends told me. Actually, Ryan told me. I was talking to Ryan about it. I'm like, man, like, I don't know how to tell you this, but my dick isn't working, but it just feels weird telling another dude that, but like I'm right out of options. You know, I have my girl home, she's thinking that like, she's thinking it's her. You know, you know, you know women. It's like yeah, she's hundred percent hot. You know, it's oh, like, babe, I don't know what to tell you, it just doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? You imagine having a girl there and then you know, she's like, Oh my god, I know I was putting on weight, you know, you didn't tell me but my dick's you don't get hard for me anymore. I was like, Oh my god, this is ruining everything. Like, what, am I, what am I gonna do? You know what I'm saying? It's like, so I, I said, yo, man, look, I'm stressed out, bro. Like, what the hell? He's like, wait, it happened to you too? And I'm like, oh, so you too? He's like, yeah, I, I thought it was me. And then we Google and we found out that that's an underlying issue that, you know, Come on. it gives you erectile dysfunction from. Dude, this that's is a, like, I love that. I, I mean, no, I, don't I, love that. I, mean I don't love that, but it's like, it's, funny. it's, it's a, a great story. I honestly, like, I just put my foot in my mouth saying that, like, you know, people being healthy, but like, Fuck, oh, that's I, crazy. I think, it's, I think you're, you guys are, you're an exception. Uh, no, there's always yeah, exceptions. For sure. Yeah. And I was also going through a whole lot of stress. Stress is like the ultimate killer, bro. Like, oh, for sure. You know, if, if it wasn't for me being as stressed out as I was at that period in time, I don't think I would have had it. Because my girl, she slept with me every single night in the bed. She didn't even get it. Really? You know, the doctor told her, stay away from him. Because obviously, COVID, you know, if he was living with somebody who, is, um, who has COVID, you know, and you don't have it, stay away. She couldn't stand to see me in the much pain as I was going through, you know, so she still stayed in bed with me all night and she didn't even get sick. Well, she, she did like three, four tests. Really? Didn't get, and didn't get COVID. That's interesting. You know, and I was dying, fam, like dying. She's, you know, she didn't get it. So Shit. I was like, I just feel like, it's like when you think about cancer and stuff, and there's a lot of people that go through cancer and whatever, and they, as soon as they find out, boom, all the sickness is coming with it because he's stressed out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel that most of stress is what, like, weakens your... your, your um, 100%. Oh, weakens yeah. your immune system. Stress is one of the worst things for you. Yeah. Oh, my God. This, I, this I is why I don't work too hard. All, I stay nice and stress-free, I man. I think it nice and yeah. easy. Yeah. Honestly, it's one thing that I've actually, like, tried to make a conscious effort. I'm not the most... I'll admit, I don't... I don't eat poorly. I don't eat. I'm like in the middle. I eat a lot of. I oh, eat healthy, but I eat a lot of candy. I eat worse than you, bro. Don't, don't worry. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I feel so, a little bit better, but like I yeah. work out a little bit. But yeah, the but one he looks thing a lot better than you do. Hundred percent, he does, bro. He's forgetting me. But uh, the one thing that I actually like made like, from the last few years, um, one thing I made a conscious effort is like 
I still get stressed, but I try not to like stress too much in the sense of like pull my hair or like get freaked out, like you know, overthink too much. And Life I have a tendency, really getting to test this. I overthink fucking everything. Yeah. Life but, happens. But, but you think you gotta stay calm, man. Like like it's easy to say in certain positions, like you know, people go through bad things, you know, it's case by case in different circumstances. Yeah. But for me, I typically look at things like, you know what, what's like life goes on. Like life I'm alive, like I've been I've lived a fortunate life. Something happens today, okay. Why am I gonna stress? I can't change it, it's happened, just fucking move forward and figure it out. Again, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna say, George, you hit you hit it there. The the main thing is never stress about the things you can't control. Exactly. Do the absolute mm. best to prepare for each situation that you're in, or do the best you absolutely can. And if it doesn't work out, don't stress over it because there's nothing you can do. Exactly. Stressing over it more will not change a single thing. Nah, solution. Do what not you problem. can. Yeah, do what you can. Prepare the best you can. Like there's times I remember stressing over things that I have no control over. Yeah. I did the absolute mm -hmm. best I can. If I fail, it is what it is. Like I yeah. tried, I'll go back to the drawing board. We'll come back. Plan number B, plan C, or plan number God. <laughs> yeah. Plan B, plan Z, right? That's yeah. what it is. Because yeah. if you start stressing over those little things, one, you're going to lose your hair. That's a, that's definitely a fact. You're going to lose sleep. Oh, you yeah. lose sleep. You're going to start to get wrinkles. You're going to start to, your mental health is just basically gone at that point. Then you yeah. start getting sick and yeah, everything. Then you start getting, then your then body you will sick. actually get sick. And it's like, okay, fuck. For what? Because someone did something that you have no control over. Yeah, and I see you're, and you're gonna get like, so mad over you know, things. like die inside because of it. Nah, it's not worth it. I see people get mad over some things. And I'm like, that is what pisses you off. That's what. Like yesterday, that's I parked, the biggest problem you have. Yeah, I parked somewhere just for to run into a store and come back, and I see this little person, this kid, him and his mother, they cussing because I parked and my wheel was on the line. I, in my mind, I'm just parking because I'm running inside. But nevertheless, who cares? Like that's what pisses you off. Yeah. Like, that's one of the type of things that piss you off. Like, there are people, like, really struggling in life. You know, really, really frustrated and struggling. And this is what pisses you off. Yeah. That's so like, so when people say your first world country problems, you know? For real. You know, it's just a real thing. It's funny you say that. So, like, one of the things, like, uh, to go back to, so, in terms of, speaking of traveling, so I, I took a year off and did, like, a backpacking trip. Most people, when oh, they finish dope. university, do, like, a couple months. Yeah. I never did that. Um and like I, I can fully admit it. Like I had like I was like a bit, little bit more arrogant when I was younger, and I, you know, some like my ego wasn't really in check. And I hit a place in my life where I'm like, I need to like reset and just go figure shit out. Yeah. Um, did this year around the world, and that's kind of where I started to like think this way and, and change our perspective. Number one, it changed our perspective because I went to some countries that like I, so I saw people with absolutely nothing, the happiest people in the world, and I was like, holy shit, I have yeah. all this stuff. And I'm like, I get mad about this shit. And these people are walking in barefoot in dirt roads and I'm complaining about yeah. stuff. Like, puts things in perspective. But like, one of the things that I think will always stick with me, and I can't remember what country I was flying to, where I was flying from, I was by myself. And I remember being at the, at the counter to check in. It was like early in my trip, one of the first few months in. I was at the counter and I, and I, I was checking in and I hear this like lady, like a, like a husband and wife, but like, you know that term, like a Karen like, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. use that to be, be mean, but like a lady just yelling, like they're like next to me yelling at the at the lady behind the counter, and something about like you know I can't believe it, like you you know you won't upgrade or something like ask, like we're demanding won't upgrade us, we have status, we have this, <laughs> and respectfully I'm like oh you know what like I've been in a position where like if I had status in the airline I would ask for an upgrade whatever, but I listened to her berate this like like a girl behind the counter, who literally probably works like a minimum wage or something in that range yeah, yeah. job has no influence, has no control over what the how full the plane gets, is just putting in numbers to get you on the flight, and she's yelling at her, ruin, making her feel like the lowest of the low to, what, make herself feel better because she couldn't sit in a preferred seat or something. Yeah. I might be taking the story out of context, but I remember witnessing this and thinking, 
Like I've, I've been in a position before where someone's done something wrong, like a you know, customer service agent or someone does something wrong. Your first thing is to get mad at them, yeah. to yell at them. Let me see your manager. Let me blame yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Then I stopped to think about it. I'm like, I'm so maybe my day got ruined a little bit, but I'm going to go now and ruin this person's day and make yeah. them feel worse than I feel. What do I gain out of it? I just look like an asshole. Yeah. And it's funny, right? Like a lot of people, to go back to the point I said earlier, like we, it's crazy how, how so many people, and honestly, I'm going to make the generalization, but so many people don't realize how good, how good you have, how good we have things in life for the most part. Yes, you probably go through tough times. People have, don't have the same opportunities, but like how, how little and insignificant these fucking problems are that they complain about, like yeah, parking yeah. over a line. I'm telling you, bro. Like you, you cut someone, you know, you, you merge someone in traffic and they honk, you give you the fingers like, man, like are you... I'm one one car in front of you. Going to give you that much of a difficulty? Yeah, you are so miserable sometimes. I've gotten so many compliments from people who in um, customer service that when I call them, I said, "Listen, this is my issue," and they're like, "Why aren't you mad and screaming?" You know, like people be like, "Yo, that's something that would normally piss somebody off." I'm like, "It's not your problem. It's not my. I can't be upset with you. I can only tell my issue, and then you can tell me if you can fix it or not." You know, it don't make no sense. Yeah, the best is the uh, the employee. There's like a TikTok or an Instagram video or something. It's an employee that works at IKEA, and he's like, "Oh, what you're gonna, you're never gonna shop here ever again. Like it's my store. Like I really care that you're yelling at me because you're, you know? the IKEA thing didn't assemble great. Oh, you're gonna, you want a refund? I just, it's my two weeks notice. I don't care. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like sometimes like you're it, yelling at these people that are making minimum wage that are literally. Just doing their absolute best, best. to get by. The ironic know. thing, too, the ironic thing in this situation is like, after I saw that, I'll never honestly. I'm very grateful for like that trip I had. I was I was grateful for, but I was by myself a lot. So when I'm flying by myself, Riggy taught me one thing as well. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. So one approach I took when I would travel, I saw this and I'm like, okay, well, number one, if I'm ever gonna ask for anything, an airline or hotel, not, never be rude. Always be nice to them. So like, I remember after that, like I was like, something went wrong one time. I don't know if I was checking into a hotel or something. Something went wrong, and I, you know, first instinct is like, fuck, get they ruined my day. I want to get mad at them. But I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm like, it's okay. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, started talking to my IC. I'm like, don't worry. Like, can we figure this out? Like, um, whatever situation I was in, and I started to like trying to speak nice to them. And the lady's like, you know what? Like, you know, you're relatively calm. I guess I, I didn't wasn't disrespectful. Everything got sorted out. Take care, fine. From that point forth, I was like, I was like, hmm, I wonder if I just go about things like I go to the checking counter and ask nicely, or ask for reservation, ask nicely, see if I can like not charm them, but just be a nice yeah, human just being, go right? Being nice. Do you know how far it got me being nice? Course, how many right. times? Because I fly by myself too. I'd be like, I'd book, a, I'd be flying like you know, short distance somewhere through Asia, and I'd like go to book a flight, I'd book like a cheap ticket, sit in economy, and I go to the counter. I'm like, hey, how's your day? Just make small talk with them because yeah. no one asks them how. Like they're just sitting there. Nobody asked people that. No, man. and I would just sit there and no talk more. to them to the point where they'd look at me and be like, "Hey, can you shut up?" Like, but like I would ask them and I'd be like, "Hey, by any chance, like, is there an empty seat closer to the front of the plane?" I tell you now, I'm, like, yeah. I'm not even lying. Yesterday I went to the bank. I did, I did a smallest transaction ever, and the security guard was just being, you know, a little nice to me, and I just wanted to make her feel good. So I said before I left, I said, "We need more people like you in the world." That made her whole week. I can tell you that much. Man, yeah, she it's felt the so little. Good. It's the little. I'm the type of guy. When I go to the drive-through, I ask them how they're doing. Yeah. I'm like, hey, how are you? They're like, I'm fine. I'm, like, I'm fine too. Thanks a lot for asking me. But, anyways, <laughs> can I get a bagel? To, you know, whatever. Yeah. I just think the little things. Just a, a smile. Yeah. Look at someone's eyes. You know, smile. Hey, yeah, how are personal. you? Oh, your mm -hmm. day's good. Perfect. Can I get my espresso single? Whatever. Well, you know, that's where that this this quote gets dragged so much and misunderstood. That's where that minds that quote comes about um, money can't buy happiness. It's not about actual money. I 
like things things those are the type of things that can can get to me it's like i see people bashing that oh that's such a poor people statement to make it's not about the money that quote has nothing to do with financials mm -hmm. it's about mindset you know again brought you back to what you said is people with, with nothing happier than multi-millionaires mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's just like gratitude you know this is what i have man i'm gonna drink the shit out of this water yeah that's all i have you know i'm gonna drink the shit out of that it's gonna be water. that's gonna taste amazing yeah you know versus somebody else who's like man you have water I need more, I need more, I need more. Yeah. That person's not going to be like, happy. That's not Fiji water. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like... That's not bubbly. You know it, what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, oh, that's just... Oh, that's... that's 7-Eleven water, man. I don't drink that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that is a mindset. So that quote, and I've seen so many people bash their quote. It has nothing to do with financials about money can't buy happiness. You know? That's such a like... You know, anyways. You no, no, no. I, I, I'll tell you honestly, like, the one thing that I, I really do believe is like, if you can't be happy with nothing, like if you can't be, if you can't go one week with just the clothes on your body, wear the same underwear for one week, eat the same food for one week, if you can't be happy in that state, yeah, you won't be happy with anything. Yeah, because like it, you have to be able to be okay. Like at the end of the day, the happiness is what you, like you just you have to be happy with yourself. Yeah. none of this shit, nothing matters. Like yeah. nothing else matters. Speaking Dude, uh, speaking of happiness, I'm gonna show you this. The most pointless conversation ever was this. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, let me call you up, bro. I'm just doing something real quick. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me call you back. Wait, wait, you, show this me is what a you got. Day. Show me. Show, show me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. I'm calling you back. I'm calling you back. I'm calling you back. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> oh, my boy, man. Yo, him. The same thing. We just try to live happy. You know, laugh. Good vibes. It's not about good vibes. You don't want that. Right, wow, you're talking to the king I'm, of good vibes over I'm here. I'm all about good vibes. For me, not, not I've, I've faced you know some hard times in my life in the past, and I, I won't get into that. But I remember those hard days and those tough days where you don't want to get out of bed, and you know you see the homeless guy sleeping on the street. I'm like, I wish I could be that fucking guy because yeah. he's got no worries right now. He's just fucking sleeping on yeah, the street. Yeah, man, this, that's it. This so when you're in those mentalities, and then it's like once you get out of them, it's, you don't take a single day for granted. I used to remember, like, this is how I looked at it. Every day, you know, you have good days, you have bad days. You're, you have your really bad days are 1 out of 10. Your really good days are 10 out of 10. I'm like, I used to remember being at those 1 or 2 out of 10 days and thinking, I just want a 5. Yeah. I, it doesn't need to be great. I don't need a great day. I just want a good day. Yeah. A good day. If I get a 5 out of 10, I'm fucking happy as hell right now. I'm telling you, man. So now it's like, when I have those 5 out of 10s, I'm like, those are fucking 10 out of 10s. Because I remember where I was when I had a 1 out of 10. Fuck, a 5 out of 10 feels like fucking gold right now. And then when I get that 10 out of 10, I'm... No yeah, lottery. Yeah, that's, it's, that's it's exactly what it live. is. You you don't need anything. It's all about mindset. That's all you so, want to live. Like man. today, there's you know there's days. Well, lately days have been better than than worse. But there's days where they're just mediocre days, and I'm like, look, nothing bad happened. Yeah. You know, nothing nothing super great happened. Nothing, nothing bad, bad happened. happened Nobody died. Nobody's sick. I didn't lose my job. I can pay my bills. Mm -hmm. This is a fucking great day, actually. Wait, we come to think about it, I got good friends, good family, people that love me. You know, a roof over my head. Fuck. You know what? Yeah. Maybe it's not a 5 out of 10. Maybe this is a 10 out of 10. I'm telling you, man. I, like I said, again, that bring me back to what I said. I've been through hell in my life, and this is my personality throughout, no matter what it is, bro. Like, you can you can do anything to me. This is my personality. It's, it's boxing, good, though. Again, boxing is like you get hit, what are you going to do? You're going to get emotional, try to hit him back and hurt yourself or whatever, or you're just going to wait for your opportunity. Yeah. I wait well, for my opportunity. That's yeah. one thing, too, to kind of circle back, just to touch on the boxing. That's also... Like to be honest, the two biggest things to me that kind of changed how I how I view my like myself personally and how I view the world was my trip. And not only that, the year my fight that I did was the year after that. That was one of the hardest things that I've done. And 
Um, be, when you're in the ring and you're boxing, like it's just you, no, and, the it's other just you and no one cares how tough you are, how big your mouth is, how much money you have. <laughs> At the end of the day, you're in that ring. You could be the you could be poor as dirt, or you could be a billion. Like it doesn't matter. Like you need to shut the hell up, be focused, and and focus on the goal. And just you have to really think and just be very like cerebral and calculated. But it's also like. You have to understand that the 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 thing when you step into boxing that every action is an equal reaction, right? Oh, it doesn't matter yeah. who you are, like, yeah, yeah. and if you if you're someone who's just like something bad happens and you flap the seat of your pants and you just like you again going back to the thing you see red and you want to react to every situation nowhere. won't get you anywhere. It won't get you nowhere. It, and especially in the ring, if you're that guy, you're going straight you into the right time. into the fight. You're walking into punches. Yeah. So if you go about your day to day life like that, take that as a metaphor. If you if something bad happens to you and right away, like again, you want to be the lady yelling at someone at the counter or somebody bumps you in the street and you want to go make fun of them or whatever it is, something's gonna go wrong. If your first instinct is to is to retaliate. You're not gonna get anywhere because you're gonna walk away from that and be like, "Why did I do that?" And yeah, yeah. stupid. If you can stay calm in the face of like challenges and adversity and all that stuff, you win every time. You win man. every time, and that's honestly one of the biggest <clears throat> things boxing taught me. That, and my coach has also told me, saying that has always stuck with me. Virgil and, and Jen, shout out to them, they're the best. They always said to me because I have a big mouth. I do talk a lot. If you, right. if you couldn't notice, I talk a lot. But I talk two, a lot of shit. Two ears, too. one mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Listen twice as much as you speak. No, yeah. So they say to me, they say don't talk about it, be about it. Cause uh, I would before I got in the ring, I would just talk shit. Yeah. Mind you, I ended up knocking the guy out of my fight. So I ended up winning. I was okay. This, but like clear, right? Humble brag. Humble, humble brag. brag. <laughs> but no, they, it actually taught me a lot about just in life is that like to to carry out a little side point. People want to come and like brag or tell you this or they have that or whatever. Like no one cares. Just go shut up and do something. Yeah. Just do it. Be, a, it. be about what you are. Don't come tell people I'm the ni- I'm a nice guy or I'm this or I'm, I have money or I'm gonna work hard. Or I'm gonna do this. Just go do it. Like two, if people want to see what you're mouth. about. That's what uh, two ears one mouth. Listen twice as much as you speak. That's two good. ears one mouth. I love that. And th- I actually really like that. Yeah. I have a tendency. I talk more than I. This like. normally <laughs> would be a good wrap up point because we're out of time too. But I I do oh, want to get into. Oh, I want to get flies into by your, eh? one. Over. I want to get into your your gym now and obviously. You know, it's such a good story as, as an entrepreneur coming from a third world country, you know, facing this adversity, obviously being a young black male too, makes it even harder in a lot of times and you, you shared some of that. So tell us about the gym. How'd you get the idea? How'd you come up with it? This is your time to plug it here. <laughs> um, you know, what? I've always, anytime somebody asks me about the gym, I've never even told this guy this, but I always have to shout out um, Chosen Boss, you know, um, yeah, yeah. I don't Body know by Chosen. Yeah. Um, you know, he hired me at the gym, his gym. I worked there, and I just learned. I'm a person I learned from everything. Everybody, you guys taught me a few things here, and I'm not even telling you yet. Gotcha. You know, I learned, even my nephew, I had a three-year-old nephew. He nice. don't even know much English, but I learned from him. Is You learn everywhere you are. So I took ideas, I took ideas, and I just grinded. I understand life. You know, no man is an island. You know, it's just, uh, I just really wanted to get to where I wanted to get to. If, you, if, if, if this is the, the ceiling, I want to pass it, you know? So I took a few things that I learned from him, and then um, I worked at Good Life for a little while. And I just like, okay, let me see what I can do. And then I went and just went to the bank, took a loan out, and that's it. Good there you go. You. It's like it just it just takes the balls to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's just that's pretty much it. I just shoot for the stars. One of the biggest it. things, yeah. Like a lot of people, and I can't imagine like what it's like to be in your position to be someone like a new immigrant to the country and take that risk don't know anybody man i listen like i don't know what that's like my so you're i don't think my dad came from from greece when he was 17 by himself didn't speak any english yeah. just moved here for a new opportunity i'm from a town of like 500 people yeah. in uh, in the south of greece 
best town in the world, uh, center of the universe. But <laughs> I, uh, but like, I'll never know what that's like. So I have a lot of respect for like someone like you who's done that to come with like not just like just come by, like not know anybody come to a new country and like, have to start it out like fuck it's scary to start a company or start a business or pursue something being from like i'm fr- born and raised in toronto like we just found this like we did this podcast but also our startup like that's a scary thing to do yeah. i can't even imagine doing that not knowing anybody like we did this we can like we have some like contacts here people we know we can build a network with yeah like honestly full respect to you and, and like you know congratulations on you getting this far and, and obviously like we hope it continues but yeah, man, I can't even fathom what that's like. I tell my dad all the time, like, oh I, man, I'm trying. I'm listening. I'm not. I'm not stopping at all. I just, um, I'm just about to start a trucking company. I just started a uh, dispensary. We're doing the renovations to open it up soon, you know. And um, after that, those two other businesses, I'm gonna try to open up more gym locations. Good for you. you know, so what, what kind of trucking there. company? Man, if you want business ideas, we can talk all day, bro. Uh, so I'm the king of ideas here. You want to talk ideas? What, what, what kind of trucking do you mean? So it's like, um, so you know those the the what's it called the big trucks, the sleepers or day cabs. Yeah. You know, you get one of those trucks. Well, this is what I did. I I I, I try to find an easy way out of it because I want to make millions. I want to make hundreds of thousands of dollars. But the key to it is like Fifty Cent said: you're not making money unless you're making money when you're not working. Making right? money sleeping. Exactly. So um one thing that trucking companies have is you're not you have to look for the loads, you have to um or you either have a logistics company with you, you know? So what I said, okay, let me put those two things together. You you, know, you buy the truck, you hire the worker, and then you sublease the truck under the logistics company where their job is to look for the jobs for you. I don't have to do nothing. I don't even need to ask the driver how was his day. What did he have to do? That's the logistics you know, company. Do that's it. the logistics company. They take a percentage, but who cares? That's why a lot of trucking companies fail is because they want to take on the load of, you know, talking to the drivers all day with the dispatching and and then like um, it's just everything, everything. I don't <laughs> care about that. I don't want to do all that. I'm not. I'm not greedy. I don't want hundred percent of the profits. If the logistics job company's job is to, you know, look for the jobs, talk to them, whatever, make sure they're on the proper road, whatever. Take your twenty five percent, thirty five percent, and I'll just get more trucks. And I'm not eating from that; I'm eating from other things, you know. So it's just Smart. about them different things. Yeah, yeah. You get diversify, man. You know, diversify. I love that. Try I to get that. rich, you know. <laughs> That's it, man. Not, that, hey, they they say it's the American dream, but honestly, it's the Canadian dream too, man. Anybody can come here, start anybody nothing, can, and yeah, as long can. as you're willing to put the work in, you're you're a good person, and and like Canada is such a nice place to do that, though. Like, come on, man. Like, I, it's it it. it it's pretty young in compared to comparison to America, in my opinion. So it's like there's so much more room to grow. You can even easily just look at whatever America is doing because they have such a big population, and just take that idea and bring it here quickly, because it's still growing. Everything about Canada is still, Canada is bigger than America, but population is way small. It's way less. It's, a th- it's like a tenth. tenth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, these are the things that I did my research on before moving here. You know, so like I'm like, okay, listen. Let me take this idea. You can you can mold it and build build it because right now right now is the best time to be an entrepreneur in Canada. Hundred percent. I think so. Oh, I, we would I agree, agree with that. Agree. You know what I'm saying? We like we've yeah, Ricky and I like we said we founded a startup. We we uh, we started a social media company, social networking, a social voting app. Sorry, so we launched an app. Uh, we launched it in April. We started built. Well, we started in June. Launched in April. We've never done a tech startup before. 
and we're like, you know what? We had this idea. Let's pursue it. Let's try it. Like, you know, what's the worst that happens? We are, are both our respective like family business were kind of slower during COVID as a result. So we had some time on our hands. Said, so let's pursue this to give it a try. We're gonna sit around, drink all day. Like, let's go do something. Yeah, so man. we did it. We started it up. We, we obviously had this uh, had this office space here, built a team, and now we have an app on the app store, and it's you know it's growing day by day, month over month. And take your time. That's, that's it, it, man. It's we just said, why time. not? Like, let's give it a try. What's the worst that happens? And. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It worked. It's Will Smith, working Smith, out so far. Will Smith said to um, a lot of people think about building the wall, you know, and then they forget you have to start one place. One so he's like, I'm going to lay this brick better than anybody ever laid this brick in their life. And then I move on to the next. Everybody's thinking about the wall. Everybody wants the wall. Yeah. You know? everybody, everybody wants to be rich immediately. Everyone wants to be yeah. rich now in their 20s or 30s. Everyone wants to be famous. Everyone wants this. Like, you don't realize. You start one brick now when you're 30. By the time you're 40, like, you, know, you have half a fucking wall built. By the time you're 50, the wall's done. But, you know, again, though, it's like, bring us back to, you know, what we were saying before. It's like, a lot of people, and this is one thing that I don't like about, you know, not don't like that. I don't agree with, with black people. Like, it, it is harder, you know. We are given less, and there's... um. You know, we didn't have that generational this and that and that. But you're yeah. going to make that an excuse to sit down and, and cry about it. You know, or you're going to try to turn that problem to a, and fix, find a solution. You know, this is, why, again, I say I don't I don't really hang around a lot of people who think like um, like pro-black and stuff. You know, like just stay fixated. I'm about unity and love and peace. You know, so like just everything together, togetherness. So like... I know it, it's a real thing whereas like you know we are we do have a harder battle to fight but the issue is people sit back and cry about it I have friends I remember one time I was uh, you know talking to my friend I called him he's mad uh, cussing on the phone I'm like what's wrong oh I just got a ticket why did you get a ticket he's like oh because um because I'm black I was driving and the police pulled me I'm like what did you do man I took a u-turn there was a U-turn sign not to do a U-turn there, but I still did it. And then I got a ticket. It's because I'm black. I'm like, have a good day, man. You know, I, I don't talk to him anymore. You know, and like I said, when I talk to this, say this to people, they're the first ones to curse and say things about me. But I'm like, how many racist situations have you been in your life? I can give you a book. And I, I've faced so much racist shit. And I'm not, I, I can't be, because not everybody's the same way. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, are you going to sit down and say, oh, this opportunity? Because I know a friend, He every time he applies to a job, he changes his name. Yes, he gets more opportunities, but at least he's there grinding. And I have the same, another friend, I'm not going to apply for that job because I'm black. But this guy here is applying like crazy. You know, he's getting up, you know, he's getting it. Like you're trying to find a solution from it. So like, it's just, just the world is just a the funny place, man. You know. Yeah, it's, it's how so, you look at it's how you look at it too, right? It's, it's all about it. framing at the end of the day. To your point, like you know, obviously we don't, we, I can't relate on that level. But at the end of the day, too, I, I, I do agree with that, and it's how you put things in perspective, right? Like, are you gonna be? I'm saying this in general, not in this situation, but in general life, like you, something you get knocked down or something bad happens, or you know, you lose this, lose that, whatever it is. Like, are you gonna look at it like, oh, you know, I'm shit out of luck, or I'm, I'm the victim now? Or are you gonna go and say, okay, there's got to be something I can learn from this. How do I adapt now and be how better you, the next time? How do you time? change it? How do you work on it? How do you Honestly, build it? every everything, everything that I, most things that I've learned in life are from things that I fu- fucked up almost. Oh yeah, there's no better teacher than life. Like most things that I've done that fucked up, I'm like, oh shit, like. All right, it sucks now, 
But you learn, and the next time I'm like, ah, I'm not making that mistake again. That's my father. I don't. I ne- my father never raised me. But you see that there? That's my father. Mistakes. Yeah. That's my father. And you know, I have a um a, a stepfather. Uh, you know, when I was back home, I used to go spear fishing all over, dive, shoot fish, sharks, everything. And um, I dived down one time, and I saw this nice big fish. I'm about to hold on to a rock and shoot it, and I lay down on this thing called fireweed. Right, it's fireweed or fire coral. You touch it, touches you. Your skin separates. Shut up. It just burns your skin off. So I, it touches me, and I'm like, ah, I like almost drown. I'm swimming up to try to catch my breath, and this man is like a cold-hearted man from Australia. He's like, if I told you what fireweed does, you'd say okay, but if I'm like, if I let it teach you what fireweed does, you you'll ne- understand. Never go near it again. You pay for every lesson in life. You might not pay with money for school, but you're going to pay for your lesson in some way. It doesn't, if, you, if you touch a hot pot, your payment was the burn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And your lesson was that shit is hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cue that moment. That's, that's the moment that we post. Dude, honestly, that's, man, that's it's, it's really cool how you, how you look at the world. You yeah. seem like oh, a very man. optimistic guy. How else do you learn, man? You sit back and you, you, you're going to react to everything. You're going to miss. You know, that's when, when you argue with somebody. The worst thing to argue is to talk to the, the worst thing to do is to talk to somebody who's arguing because they all they hear is fire. Me, I sit down and I listen. I'm like, okay, what can I hear from that? What yeah. did I really hear? Or what did I really see? I, I, I do music too, eh? And the most, one thing that I sit down on is the lyrics, right? And I have a song, I, what was the quote? I said, um, how can you see the bigger picture if you're focused on the negatives? You understand? Yeah, yeah. Metaphorically speaking, how 100%. do you see the yeah, bigger yeah. picture if your focus is no. on the negatives, if you have a negative a picture that's it's in the negative, negatives, yeah. all is black and white. Yeah, it's all, you don't see anything. You don't see the bigger picture, right? That's a good one. So like, these are the type of things I do. I sit down and I meditate. I'm like, okay, cool. This is life. You know what I'm saying? Life is just about lessons, learning. You know, educating your own self. Hundred percent. You know, or anybody around you. Learn from everybody. I'm not smarter than anybody. Everybody's smarter than me. That's how I live. I say that same exact shit. <laughs> I don't, uh, sometimes like I don't believe. Like, sometimes I'll say that and then yeah. I go act differently, but yeah. I actually believe that. I, oh, yeah. I believe that if we, if we go about our lives thinking that we're the dumbest person and we like we have to learn from somebody else, man, we'd be a lot more open-minded. But, but I also, you. I say that, but I don't, I don't embody it all the time. I know for a fact that I act like a know-it-all. It's, it's the belief that's But the you have most, to slowly teach yourself these things. Yeah, that's the most powerful part. It's not about the actions and so forth because life happens again. Yeah. Something might, somebody might say something, you have to react different, but that don't mean you don't believe it inside yeah, your heart or your brain. You know what I'm saying? True. So I'm joking with people. I say a bunch of shit. They don't, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. life happens. But it's what, what you believe when you sit down by yourself then you know, it's 3 a.m. You can't sleep and you're thinking about. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I know those. <laughs> That's the real you. Hundred percent, man. Shy, it was a lot of fun, man. Uh, this is great, buddy. Appreciate you coming on. Oh no, thank you for you're having awesome. me, man. So when do we? When you guys come in? We're gonna come we're for gonna a workout. We're gonna, gonna come for a workout. Hundred percent. I said I'm coming to box anytime. We're, I we're haven't hit coming. the pads in a while, but I'm not sparring against you. I'll fuck. I don't want to get my. No, head I'm on. the best person to spar with. Yeah. Anybody who spar with me will tell you. Because you can go off. I miss. I really miss sparring. That's the one thing I really miss about yeah, boxing. I'm the best person to spar with. You hit me, I, I won't like. I don't go off. 
camera to give I'm the me. most like I'm. I'm well, the cool as a cucumber. I'm the coolest to do to. Honestly, I really miss Spar. I got well, my I got my nice white winning. Up, my, we'll come up. We're gonna set. Well, up we'll definitely set something up. We'll, we'll come I'm up. Done, man. I'm ready. But, I have to uh, return the favor. Yeah. No, nah, man. Listen, this is no, a pleasure. pleasure. Yeah, Ryan spoke very highly of you, and honestly, we can see why. Because man, you're again very, though. Ryan talks highly of everybody. I don't take <laughs> that as a cuff. No, no, no. But but you're you speak for yourself too. It's been a lot of fun having you on. Talking shit, man. We've got two questions we always ask every guest. Okay. Let me hear The it. first one. If there was a movie about your life, who would you want to star as you? <laughs> oh my God. My favorite actor is Will Smith. I okay. in my head I was like, I knew I, yeah. I had a feeling to say that. I, I think he's the best actor in the world. There's like the category, he's the like he does comedy kills it does love kills it does action kills it like people say denzel denzel is always a smooth guy denzel is sick. He's, just, he's just a smooth guy though he doesn't do you see do you see denzel acting in a movie like uh an action flick or something you know what i'm saying or, or a rom-com, comedy or yeah. you know never yeah will smith, will smith, will smith kills rom-coms too yeah. Yeah. hitch is a sick oh movie. my god so <laughs> I, I, would choose, I am legend too yeah. you know what i'm saying Men in black okay, okay. so i would choose will smith i love it i'm biased to that guy it's, that's okay hey, it's your hey, movie right? that's fair yes. last Where's question last let me hear it if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self what would it be I got you with that one. <laughs> oh my God. Man. Take your time. There's mm-hmm. a lot. What would it be? Hey, I used to tell myself when I was a kid that I would never live past 25. Yeah. That's how bad I was as a kid. Well, you're here now, 30 you know? years old, 30 years young. I don't think, you know what? Speaking of Denzel, you know that movie, um, Deja Vu? Yeah. If I wrote a note to myself like that, I wouldn't believe I'd throw it away. I would never believe that this is me right now here. Never. Really? You could, God couldn't tell me when I was a kid that this is me right here. I'd be, you're lying. That's, that's bullshit. That would never happen. I'm Shit. telling you. I love that. I would never believe it. So you wouldn't give any advice to your younger self? I don't think there, was, there would be any that I would believe. Me here today? Wow accomplishing the things that I've accomplished, I've accomplished, doing the things I've done, being where I am, living in Canada, having actual opportunities at my fingertips, I wouldn't believe it. Wow, man. I wouldn't believe that's it. Powerful. I think you were lying. Yeah. That's what no I one's that's ever, first, no, yeah. that's a first, no one's ever said that. That's, that's, some, that's fucking deep. Yeah. People would say, you know, maybe I don't, I don't, I'm, I wouldn't change anything, but no one's ever said I wouldn't even give any advice because they wouldn't believe it. That's, that's powerful. Younger me would never believe. But now younger you could see you here. She's crushing it. Yeah. That's the only thing that wakes me up every morning, no matter how tired I am, and keeps me going. It's like, yo, you had nothing. Nobody gave nothing to you. You were in jail. You were like nothing. And I got up and I said, you're going to change right now. I would never believe it. Fuck, love that dude yeah. this has been a blast Shine, thank you so mutual, much for coming mutual, yeah mutual. Uh, if people want to find out more about you what you're doing the gym where can they go how can they find you uh you can you know call me on instagram message me on instagram at kingshire i'm hard i'm i'm the worst texter but um i can see by the notifications on your yeah, phone yeah he's got a hundred thousand messages and yeah, emails man. holy crap it stresses me out man it stresses me out I got one question, actually. One more question. Let me hear it. I noticed in your Instagram bio you have lions only. 
I also know a couple boxers that use that saying. Yeah. I don't know if they, if that's a coincidence. The Charlo brothers. To be honest, it's a high coincidence. I, I okay. Used, I was just curious. I saw it and I was like, I've, I'm like, I've heard this before. Yeah. No, me and my friend back home, we had lines only from time way back. Okay, sick. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, these Charlo guys keep saying lines. I saw and, it. Yeah. I, I only heard about them a couple years, maybe a year or two ago. I saw them, but yeah. Yeah, they're good too. But um, yeah, no, no affiliation with them. Okay. Just um high coincidence that's okay. it i respect that I though that. lion's king of the jungle that's my stomach tattoo yeah well i know my stomach tattoo is king of my jungle because we can only control our world Fuck Fuck not, I that's, like not a, that. that's not a stomach tattoo that's an ab tattoo okay <laughs> yeah. i crept your instagram bro. i stomach. got a stomach that's, you a have stomach ass. that's an ab tattoo let's, let's let's not rephrase it stomach tattoo sounds like you know a big belly that's a fucking six-pack tattoo anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> guys, if you've made it this far, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Go give Shia a follow at King Shia, S-H-Y-A. Uh, follow me, Georgie, the pals, all those fun things. Subscribe if you haven't. And that's all for this week. Cheers, guys. Peace. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes and every I got alone no one thing. You're not alright, I'm not alright